This is the Tao of Christ, and I am Marshall Davis. In this podcast, I explore the mystical roots of Christianity, which Jesus called the Kingdom of God, which I refer to as Christian non-duality, unitive awareness, or union with God. Others call it non-dual awareness, liberation, enlightenment, or spiritual awakening. It is the heart of all spiritual traditions. This is the Tao of Christ. Good morning from cold and snowy New Hampshire. This is Marshall Davis. I got up this morning and I said it was one degree Fahrenheit, which is minus 17 Celsius, so it's rather cool here, but it's also quite sunny and looks nice out there. But I thought I would stay inside and do an episode today. This is about forgiveness and how forgiveness is expressed in non-duality. Traditional Christianity focuses on sin and forgiveness of sins, so much so that Christians have a difficult time seeing how other religious traditions could possibly be true if they don't make forgiveness of sins and getting to heaven as the main goals of the spiritual life. Forgiveness is both the strength and the weakness of Christianity. Now, there's no doubt that we need more forgiveness in the world. The problem is that Christianity does not solve the problem of forgiveness as thoroughly as Christians think it does. This has been demonstrated to me in the lives of of Christians. In my experience as a full-time pastor for 40 years, Christians do not seem to me to be more forgiving than people of no faith or people of other faith. And yet Jesus makes it clear that if we are not able to forgive others, that means that we do not know divine forgiveness. Christians believe that they are forgiven by God through faith in Christ through conversion, and then it really doesn't matter a whole lot how forgiving they are toward others, afterwards, but that's not what Jesus says. He says in the Lord's Prayer, forgive us our sins as we forgive those who sin against us. He then immediately after the Lord's Prayer explains this. He says, for if you forgive others their trespasses, your Heavenly Father will also forgive you. But if you do not forgive others their trespasses, neither will your Father forgive your trespasses. In other words, forgiveness has not been re- has not really been received if it's not passed on. Many Christians struggle with forgiving others, and they know intuitively that this indicates something's wrong with their spiritual lives and their theology of forgiveness. That is why so many Christians need constant assurance that they are forgiven by God. They preach the grace of God, but their lives don't demonstrate that they really know grace or are able more than others to bestow grace to people they meet, to neighbors, and to strangers, and enemies. Many have not discovered the source of true and complete forgiveness. Last Sunday in the church that we attend here in our village, a group of about eight young men from Teen Challenge 
in the southern part of the state came up and spoke to our congregation. Teen Challenge is a Christian ministry started by a minister named David Wilkerson as a ministry to urban street gang members back in the 1950s. It was made famous back then by a book and a film called The Cross and the Switchblade. Today it's called Adult and Teen Teen Challenge and has expanded to men of all ages, but all but still tends to be mostly younger men. It is a successful ministry that helps men with substance abuse. Several of these men shared their testimonies with the congregation on Sunday. You listen to what they had to say and you know that these kids have been through hell. And a lot of them have come back from the edge of death. And it was all due, they say, to their faith in Christ. And they shared their experience of the forgiveness of God in their lives, for what they have done, and how it is working wonders in their lives. After they spoke, we celebrated the Lord's Supper, which, which is focused on confession of sin and the forgiveness of sins. Throughout the whole service, I was aware of that which is deeper and more radical than what was being talked about in the service and what is offered in the traditional Christian gospel. As successful as this gospel has been for these young men, it's not deep enough. It's not that the standard Christian preaching on forgiveness is bad. It's fine as far as it goes. And it helps a lot of people. It's just not complete. Jesus came to complete it, to fulfill it. Jesus offers something better. There's a need for a more radical solution. The forgiveness of non-duality is more radical. The word radical comes from the word that means root. The word radish comes from it. Non-duality strikes at the root of the problem of sin and guilt and shame and fear that we are unlovable and unforgivable. The heart of the forgiveness found in non-dual reality is the realization that the self that sins, that is guilty of sin, is not real. Christianity focuses on the individual self. It says that this individual self is guilty of sin and needs to be forgiven of sin. The gospel of non-duality exposes the lie at the root of that assumption. As long as we cling to the self, we will feel guilty and feel the need to continually confess our sins and our sinfulness and be forgiven over and over and over again every day, every Sunday, worship service, every communion service, as long as we think we are a self, that self will need forgiveness. It will never feel completely at peace. The gospel of non-duality that Jesus proclaimed solves that problem. It says there is no self. The self is literally a figment of our imagination. It is a mental construction created by our minds. 
there is no self in any permanent sense. Now, of course, there is a personal self, relatively speaking. We use it every day. But it's simply an app, you might call it, that we use. It's a program of the brain, and it dies with the brain and the body. There is no need to fear that this separate self is going to end up in a hell separated from God, or hope that it will exist forever in a celestial heaven worshipping a separate God. Separateness is a myth. It's a falsehood. Now, people talk about the big lie in politics these days. Spiritually speaking, the big lie is that we are an individual self separated from God and from others and everything else. That's a lie. It is not true. Nothing can separate us from the love of God in Christ Jesus. We cannot be separated because our essential nature is not separate. It has never been separate. Sin cannot separate it. You can't touch it. The separate self is the sin. Belief that we are a separate entity is the original sin. It perpetuates the idea that we are separated from God. Get rid of the self, and you get rid of the sin and the separation. You get rid of the need to continually confess and repent of sin. You get rid of the guilt and the shame and the fear of punishment. You get rid of all the psychological and emotional suffering that comes with the self and sin. The solution to the problem of sin is the death of the self. And that's what the cross symbolizes. Now, having said that, this does not mean that behavior doesn't matter. Of course it does. But no self takes care of behavior. Without self, we are literally selfless in our actions. There's no need or thought to hurt others to protect ourselves. It is the insecure, fearful, separate self that does the harmful things. And when you see through the self, then the destructive behavior of the self is neutralized. It loses its power. We live life from the source, which in Christian lingo is called the spirit. You can also call it the big self, capital S self, or the Atman, or the no self, Anatta, or Christ consciousness, or God consciousness, or whatever you want to call it. It is the eternal center, which is our true nature. When the tyranny of the self is ended, then we are free to live from who and what we really are. Call this the way, the Tao. Jesus called it the Father. Christians tend to talk about walking in the Spirit or abiding in Christ. I like those terms to describe this. Call it whatever you want. It's a living from our center, which is the center of the universe, while living as this true nature, the old self, 
that little self still sticks around and it wants to get back into the driver's seat. You know, it's not gone completely. Realizing this, seeing this, knowing this does not solve all the problems of having this little self around. It's not gone completely. It hangs around, kind of like a ghost in the shadows. And the self will try to grab the steering wheel on occasion and run our lives off the road. This old body-mind will continue to cause problems in life. It will sin because it is its nature. You could call it the sin self or the sin nature which is actually how the New International Version of the Bible translates it. This sin self still sins. We can't do otherwise. That's what it is. And we do what we can to prevent that and make it when, amends when it does co-opt our body, minds, and our actions, therefore. And when that happens, we ask for forgiveness from people. And we seek forgiveness for those misdeeds. It's kind of like a parent, I think, who has to apologize for the bad behavior of their spoiled kid. Or a person who has to apologize for the behavior of their, of their dog, who gets off the leash and digs up the neighbor's flower bed, or even maybe bites the neighbor's kid. You have to apologize when the pet dog does that. We apologize when the pet self does that. Now, I call this pet self my pet ape in another episode. But I don't have to worry that my pet dog is going to end up in doggy hell and be tortured for all eternity for its sins or that it needs to be saved in order to go to doggy heaven. The same way I don't worry that my pet self is going to go to hell or needs to be saved to go to a heaven designed for selves. The idea of heaven is a, that's normally propagated is really a, a fantasy created by the self which cannot imagine itself not existing. But the truth is the self is not permanent. It's born and it's going to die. It's not eternal. It's just a temporary function of the body-mind designed by evolution to help humans survive this earthly existence and has done that very, very well. What we really are, though, is the one eternal, permanent reality that is the source of this relative reality. We live as this non-dual reality by living a life of selflessness, love, and forgiveness. And it's easy to live this life because we can see that everyone around us is this same life. We're all one. One life expressed through many different bodies and many different minds. Some of us just have better behaved pet dogs and pet selves than others. But everyone is just doing the best they can to live this life until we lay down these body-minds and return to what we have always been and are now, that one true reality. And that is it for today.
grace and peace to you. That is the Tao of Christ for today. Thank you for listening. You can access other episodes of this podcast at thedowofchrist.com. You can also find these podcasts in video format at my YouTube channel at christiannonduality.net. My blog, Spiritual Reflections, can be found at marshalldavis.us. There you will also find a link to my books and my email address. Join me next time for another episode of The Tao of Christ. Thank you.